Friends, welcome to Mavs Party. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Thank you so much for joining me. It's about 10.45. We're here on Spotify Live, ready to hang out after a really satisfying Dallas Mavericks victory, you know, uh, with three guys out of their rotation. You know, Maxi probably out for the year, so eventually I'm going to stop saying that. But at, at this point, it's still three. Um, the The Mavericks have some excuse to play like shit. You know, uh, I've sort of expected a loss in this, what's now been a five-game win streak. And for them to come out tonight, particularly after such an emotional and draining victory over the um, Knicks, it's really nice to just see them beat the hell out of the Rockets. Uh, you know, the, the Rockets are a younger team, little bit undisciplined in areas that I think come with seasoning. You know, the fact that the Mavericks, who never have fast break points, um, scored a bunch of fast break points is really telling in that regard. But uh, we're here. You know, they won, what was it, 129 to 114. So let's hang out for a little bit, and then I want to go to bed because it's a long season, and I do this every game like a lunatic. Um, coming up first is my man, Chris, who is always first in the room. What's hey, um, just really glad that Mavs are finally stepping on bad teams' throats. I mean, we played the Rockets twice in you know, the last uh, few games, and I'm just, uh, I don't know, just after that emotional win on the, the other night against the Knicks, uh, I, I was worried that they would come out flat. But, I don't know, we're just playing at a different pace. I mean, I think we're just a lot more uh, – transition buckets without Luca just having to slow the ball up and take the ball up the floor. We're just going to get a lot of quick transition buckets. So that's helping. But the key is just not letting this team, these bad teams get any confidence going into halftime. And like we're, if we're tied or whatever, I mean, we're getting up by 18 points or something at half. I mean, stuff like that continue to do that. And the best part is Luca got his 30 point triple double. And he's, he gets to, you know, come out of the game eight minutes left in the game to get some rest. So really, really happy about that. And see, and see Wood, man, they just need to give him that contract. I mean, do you, do you feel like that he's, they should sign him to that four year, $77 million contract right now? No, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I'm sorry. If you guys can hear it, the puppy is in the background drinking water. She has been a terrorist and was on my other show too, as I kept having to correct her as she would try to pull my computer cord out of the wall um, I, well, I just don't, I, I don't think you want to do. I mean, I, I would say no if, if if we had Brunson still. I would I would I would get it, but I'm like we we lost Brunson for nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, we could potentially lose Wood for nothing now, and he's he's putting up some good numbers. That's I mean, I still think they trade him before the deadline. I know that's that's got to be sacrilege after a win, uh, particularly a five game win streak. But if you know, uh, so if the man, deadline passes, though, can we still sign him to, to the extension? I guess, or yeah, I don't know. So I don't want to comment. I, that's a great question. I know that we could have signed Brunson after the deadline, and Brunson said no. That was because you remember Dorian signed extension like moments after the trade deadline was closed. He okay, was just so excited to sign that, and then Brunson was not. Well, if they if they do trade Wood before the deadline, I just hope we get the playmakers we need. But I'm I'm he's he's been a consummate professional. He yes. plays plays good. He's playing he's playing better on defense. I think he's had like 21 blocks in the last. 
He eight has games, no. He, he's 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 on an eight grand, eight game two block plus win streak. Like just really doing well. Um, I just it it worries me. Small like he has played really well, and he works with works with Luca. Just put like basically, you're worried about us putting all our eggs in one basket, um, kind of thing going forward. I mean, well, they're just it, this says less about Wood and so much more about where the Mavericks are as a team and the team building profile to where I think he is great in a vacuum, but then I look at what they built and it's just it's another they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, but that's, that's actually fans. it. Yeah, and um, I'm I don't know, I'm kind of concerned like when the guys come back, the I know Maxi's probably out for the year, but the other three guys. I don't know. Are we gonna are we gonna play bad? Like, I mean, are we gonna play worse? Are we gonna be back to where we started? And these guys have to still get a rhythm, get back in uh, NBA shape from being out for you know three, four, or five weeks. I mean, so don't worry. I'm sure Jason Kidd will only play Josh Green 15 minutes at a time, so we'll be (laughs) we'll be mad about that instead of whether he's playing enough. But uh, you know, the Dorian thing it's it's interesting because Dorian, I just the dude's just got to be tired, you know, because he, he he's out with a hip abductor thing. And I think it's still going to be several, not several, but at least another week plus, which means, you know, three, four games. So it's just, you know, it, it, it's a little worrisome, but. It could be a plus getting these, the skies, give him a little, you know, month off basically just to kind of like get his legs rested. So, so the second half of the season, I mean, how many games are we in? I don't even know. Um, 36. Yeah, Okay, so we're almost halfway through the season. So by the time Tommy comes back, he'll be be around then. Um, but yeah, lastly, I don't want to hear any Mavs fans like we need to go get Eric Gordon from the Rockets again. After seeing him, he's completely washed up. Nah, he just had a bad night. I love I love watching him play though because he was playing like the like the fat angry dude at the Y, just like <laughs> bust like barreling towards the rim, and it just wasn't going down. I play I play new ball at the Y all the time, so I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, good win. Hopefully, uh, we can get go on a seven game winning streak playing the, the Spurs and the Rockets again. So, that's right. All right, man. Thanks for for kicking us off. Oh, yeah. So the puppy is currently under the kitchen table. So I had to move my podcasting location tonight, biting on one of the the like legs of the table. That's just how my night is going. Taylor, what's up, man? Hello, Kurt. Can you hear me? I can. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, it's been a minute. Um, just uh, want to say a few things for before, before I get off. But the other night was amazing. I, I called my my older brother who I didn't even get together for Christmas, um, and he answers the phone laughing hysterically. And I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I'm watching the game." So uh, I thought that was uh, kind of fun. Kinda oh, cool. Of course, and, like uh, that's one of those games that people are going to start lying about where they were. You know, it's like, oh, I was at the 60 point game, you know, like that's, oh, yeah. that's it. It's, I love, I love that game. We had a great- it was, uh, it, it, it was fun to watch. And then Luca just goes out and casually drops a 35 point triple double. And you're just like, meh, it's not 60. <laughs> so it's just, uh, insane what that guy's doing right now. But, uh, a couple of things that I have is what I'm concerned with is, uh, Josh Green. If with his elbow, the reason that he's been doing so good this year is he can shoot. And so I'm concerned that anything with his elbow, whenever he comes back, if he can't shoot, then, you know, how much value does he really have? I very much agree. The right way, because it is his shooting elbow. That's, that's got to be a big concern for the man. 
Yeah, that, that's that's my thing. Everybody's ready for him to get back. I'm ready for him to get back. But, I mean, if, if you're out that long with something on your shooting elbow, the chances of him coming back shooting 60% from three, I, I seriously doubt that's going to be that high. And then I mentioned this in the chat. Uh, two things are true at the same time. I do think the Mavs should sign Wood to an extension because with the cap going up, it's still going to be a tradable asset before too long. But I'm also getting some serious Hassan Whiteside vibes with his blocks and rebounds lately. It's it feels like he's he's getting blocks, but I don't really see him doing too much. I wrote about this because he is chasing blocks, but I also think he is playing good defense. Um, he's never going to be a great defender. That's something I think everyone has to accept. But if he can be occasional help side guy and not be like free pass to the rim the way things had been for a while then I think we should all be pleased with that. I, all right. That's I all just, I have tonight, man. Well, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. I just don't know what I would do. Normally I have a strong opinion about what I would do if I were GM. I just don't know what I would do with wood. Everything feels like recency bias is what I'll say. Okay. Coming up next, Christian, what's up guy? Hey, it's been a minute. It has been. What's going on? Uh, I I know it's been kind of the the theme of of each of the first speakers, but I I wanted to kind of add a, a kind of nuance to the question in a way of because this is what I hope would happen is if we offered and you know granted this is based on the assumption he would accept would you give him a three year deal? I mean, uh, Tim McMahon or, said the Mavericks are open to a two year deal. Um, I suspect his agent would laugh that out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the Mavericks want clean books for 2024. I know I hate cap space as much as you guys. I'm not talking about the justification for it. It's just you go look at their books. They're already over the cap next year, and they've not done anything. It's just it's it, taking on money that could, they're, they're a little questionable about. Like the, the thought has to be who's offering Christian Wood money? Who is it? You know, a, a lot of smart analysts, which doesn't mean shit if I'm quite honest with you, but a lot of smart analysts seem to think that the Mavericks could hold off to the offseason and probably give him about the same amount of money because the guy has already gone through a fourth of the league. So it's like, well, who are his suitors? Does some, you know, it's, is, is he going to want to, is somebody going to want to take him back? It's just kind of an awkward situation. I, I, I hate the fact that this is a part of it where it's like, I hate talking about contract stuff, you know? Yeah. I, and, that's why I I mentioned three years, just because at that point, yeah, the he would still be on the books for that third year, but he's an expiring contract at you know nineteen million, and I don't think it would be completely unreasonable to move an expiring Christian Wood, you know, uh, sure. just before thirty. So that would be my hope, and you know, I I know uh, in, in kind of the group chat that that I'm in, we. I, I have very different thoughts. Like my ideal center rotation would be Christian Wood, Maxi, and Isaiah Hardenstein. I really wish we were able to to grab him. I, I think he's a fascinating uh, kind of backup big. Um, and, you know, I, I, I the other thing is I just don't believe the next star that we get will be through free agency. Like I think it'll be – through a trade. Maybe. And so I, 
I don't know. I, I'm just I, – I don't want to do the cap space thing again. Like I, I'm really – because even if we we were to get – let's say everything kind of goes our way, uh, you know, we get a second star. At that point, we've kind of let go the entire team outside of Luca, Dorian, and uh, and Maxi. So even if we get that second star, it's like, what does filling out the rest of the roster look like? The chat chat is having a good time talking about cap space right now. And it's like, when I say cap space, I think what I really meant to say was like clean books because the Mavericks are are kind of overpaying a lot of guys right now. And they want probably some better contracts. And I understand where you're coming from team where you're saying, ah, sign him. the, the, The salary cap is going up. I'll just, I'll just, you know, say that right now, I don't think the Mavericks have to make that choice. You, you know, keeping a guy happy who has been on seven teams is, is kind of bullshit. The, he, it's up to him to keep the Mavericks happy with his play. He's not earned anything. Sorry. He's not, he's not good enough for this kind of conversation. He's not done it long enough. He's not been consistent enough. If he would, then he would have been. I love that he's getting the opportunity. That's what I do love. And I love that he's performing. And I just hope to see more of it. I just need to see more than, you know, the 15 games where he's been outstanding. Yeah. And I, to be fair, I'm a little bit biased because when I was in college, I was watching Christian Wood play at UNLV. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I've tried to root for like, obviously, you know, early on in his career, I, I did think he was going to get drafted, but you know, that didn't come to fruition and so on and so forth. But I, I just, if we could work out a three-year deal, I think that's best for all parties because I, I haven't looked up what teams actually have cap space this upcoming season um, to see, you know, are we bidding against ourselves? Like, I, I, I can't answer that because I that's haven't. Sort, that is, that's sort of it, where it's just like, is somebody going to come through with a godfather offer for Christian Wood of, like, four years, $100 million, and I just, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not good at this stuff. I fully admit that. I just, it seems a little, the, the notion of, oh, we got to keep this guy happy is, my, to me, it's much less about Christian Wood and says much more about our, our frustration with what's going on the past several off seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been bad. I mean, we have three injuries, which, to be fair, you, you lose three rotation players. It's going to affect a lot of teams, but it's pretty worrying that I think uh, some of the debate I was seeing was, you know, should we give Lawson these Frank minutes? And it's like, that's a, we're, we're in a really tough position there at the wing position, particularly defenders. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, but good talking and I'll uh, talk to you soon. You have a good night. All right. Talk soon, buddy. Bye. Okay. Coming up next then is my guy, Frank. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, you know, just go through the game. Indeed. Hey, one thing, uh, when people come on here, uh, sometimes whenever you bring them up, whenever, it's happened to me a few times, uh, there's like a three-second, like, you'll bring us up, and then it's just radio silence, and then you're like, hello, hello, and then we're, we're barely hearing you. So. Sure. So just be no, – I, I know, I because I, I've done this on the other end too. I know what you mean. Okay. So a uh, couple things I actually took. Because the other night I came on, I couldn't even like – the, it, I mean, it was just – I was so high on what happened. I couldn't even – had so much brain noise or – I couldn't even think. But, uh, like, you know, Tuesday night, 
to and then yesterday, like how high were you on that game, dude? Where I couldn't like I couldn't even focus at work. I I mean, it was so. I've been looking. Was like and then like every. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody potted. Like there was like a new podcaster. A lot of people haven't been potting lately, and I felt like everybody came out of the woodworks to be like. (laughs) It was just everybody was just like. It just took over, man. I mean, oh my god, like. I couldn't even. I couldn't even work. <laughs> no, it was. But, it um, was. It was something. I. I mean, dude. I mean, I. I hate it. I, I didn't let Cowboys. I don't like. I made it a point after that Niner game last year. I'm just sick of the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I watch every freaking snap. But like, I told myself, if we lose on Sunday, I promise myself on Monday morning through the rest of the week, I'm not gonna let it like dictate my week. And that's how much I watch the Cowboys and the Mavs. And it's just like that. The, the high so that level of like demoralization and then you know the antithesis of that is what we felt yesterday i mean my god dude it's like it's just a, it's like a drug almost i mean holy cow but that's why we tune in even on mm-hmm. you know random nights against the houston rockets team because you never know when you're going to see something crazy yeah i mean tonight was pretty boring right up until luca got kicked in the <laughs> face and then he became <laughs> angry it's great Yep. Uh, just a couple quick points. Um, so I like right. He's, he's, you know, he's kind of out of control. He, he, he dribbles a little too fast and then he stumbles on himself or the, even the N one to Powell, the, there was not like, not to his detriment. There wasn't great timing on the pass, but I like the maturity. Like he has like this mature aura around him. And then, and this is no real criticism to Hardy. He's like puppy that you're barely able to get, you know, you get a puppy eight weeks after, He's off his mom's, you know, you know, when he can actually be on his own. And that's how I feel hardy. He's just a puppy, but he gives me like AAU, like, like, you know, McKinley uh, gives us like mature vibes or to me. And then I feel like Hardy gives me like this AAU kind of selfish, kind of like Instagram-y player vibe. I don't know, man. I I like it. There's a reason for that. If you look up like Wright has played with, with like team USA He's an older guard. He's 24, I think. Um, and and then Hardy's a younger guy. So there's definitely a lot of experience difference between the two of them. I also think it's important to sort of note, I think that Hardy is getting miscast as a playmaking guard, like a, a, a shooting guard who can also do stuff. And he is or he, he is a shooter. His, his role at the NBA level is going to be to score the best. Yeah, he's going to be a... Tim Hardaway Jr. with the better dribble, like that's what it's going to be. Hopefully, so right. Um, and that and and that wasn't I wasn't bringing it up to like, I just I don't know. I just kind of feel that about Hardy. I just feel like he's kind of showboaty, and I get it. He's young. He's nineteen. Have fun, dude. You're nineteen in the, nineteen twenty in the NBA. Are you kidding me? Like, who the hell am I? So sure, I get it. Um, no, I, mean, him- it's, I really like watching Hardy play, but I do think he gets kind of miscast if he's in there with Spencer and the other guys because it's kind of a one ball handler system where if you don't have the ball, your job is to go stand somewhere. Yeah. And he got the ball one time and committed a pretty rough turnover. And I was like, I'm, I'm talking first half. And so feel a little, feel a little bad for him because, you know, I've, I've, I've went and watched him play in the G league and he just looks natural with the ball, but it's going to, it's going to be tough for him to find spots unless they sort of do things like they do for Timmy, where they draw up specific plays where you can get the ball. So yeah. If I'm kid, I'm telling Hardy, you need to just be watching Luca highlights on uh, 
on a, <laughs> on YouTube or watching thinking basketball or something. So you can slow the game down for yourself a little bit, but yeah, anyways, I didn't want to, um, um, Josh Green, we we were upset with the lack, and he he came in the league at a crazy time, COVID with Carlisle, and maybe not a fair comparison, but I think the making Hardy wait and really earn his minutes might be a lot more beneficial for him as opposed to we were all clamoring, we got to put Josh in, why are we wasting the first round pick on a guy, but we're not even going to give any minutes. Granted, that's a different time, different era, things are different now, um, but I think I think he'll uh, he'll be better suited if he is made to really, really earn his minutes and, and given a shorter leash just, um, because he's going to be a ball handler where Josh is more of a slasher, off-the-ball, catch-and-shoot type player. Hardy's going to be a guy who's going to – his mistakes are going to be a little more uh, magnified because he is a ball – even though he is like a THJ light, he is going to be more of a ball handler as opposed to Josh, so he really needs to earn his minutes. Uh, but anyways, moving on. I see what's good. I'm – I'm I'm down for whatever they do with him. Um, I would like to not see another player walk for nothing, but and then Spence is quietly like playing his. People are like, man, Spence has been so good. I don't know if I'm he 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 makes me really. I'm really frustrated watching him play, but I think he's really consistently like falling into his role. When Luca's on the court, I feel like he just knows how to play off Luca, and I think it's underrated because JB. It took JB a little bit. Um, to finally look like he knew how to play with Luca, but I think Spence is really how to play off of Luca. Okay, good. I wasn't muted. Um, I, I'm, I'm pleased with Spencer's shooting. I thought it was going to die at some point, but instead his three point shooting is like tall Steph Curry. You're right about how he settles into his role. Um, he was really important in that Knicks game the other night. I just, it's, it's strange because it, we're kind of at the point in the season where I feel like we know more or less who these guys are. And I don't really see what stuff is changing when I know things are going to change. Like they always do, but I just having a hard time predicting that, but you know, Spencer's been, Spencer's been a rock. He's been better than I thought. I do. One of the things he like never, like the man cannot finish an and one to save his life. Um, And sometimes when he's bad, he's real bad, but I don't know. It, it's it's been a mixed bag with him, but all things considered, you know, for a guy who's like playing a career high in minutes, I've got to be. I'm I'm really I'm really delighted with what he's doing. Yeah, no, nah, he's shooting really well, and and who knows where we would be if we didn't have his incredibly, yeah. like, I mean, who knows? We might. I don't know. Uh, but I'll end with this. That's a question. Um, I know you've been hearing from McMahon about rumors about you know Levine little players or whatnot, and. You know, we, we're about to convey this top 10 pick, you know, mm-hmm. to the Knicks, hopefully, and then we'll get our picks back. I'm I'm just KP traumatized, dude. I, I know Levine is a different player, but if the guy's already having and, – and I don't watch every NBA game. I only – I watch us religiously, and then I just kind of see what I see on Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. But I know he has a little bit of a history of injury. I'm not trying to send two and three first-round picks out the door, dude. That's where my and brain is, too. I'm not, I mean, I – we, we've it, done the injured guy thing, though he's actually played a lot of minutes. He's actually played more games than you think. I just worry about knee stuff. Yeah, and he is, man. I mean, he is like the – like if you said, can you can you draw up a prototype of what you would want next to Luca? It's him. It really is like – but then the injuries. And so if, if tomorrow it came through – ready, here it is. Shams and Woj. Like Zach Levine to the Mavericks for two first rounds and blah, blah, blah. What do you think about that? I mean, are you on board? Or are you like shit? You know, are you like, are you, do you have that same 
reservations that you say you have? I absolutely do. Because it's not, it's for two reasons. One, I worry about the knee. But then two, that becomes the last trade we make of consequence during the Luka Doncic era. Yep, definitely. Because you, you're out of your assets at that point. Right. I know, man. We're we're kind of in a damn. It's it's a catch twenty two. We're I, I don't. What it boils down to is we are not going to get. We are not going to. Uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, Shyst another team, or we're not going to. They're we're getting a distressed or a yep. some sort of commodity back with some lingering thing that will give us anxiety. Like it's not going to be like, oh, we sent Josh Green and Jaden Hardy in a second round pick for Levine. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's. But uh, right. you trade like if we do something, it's like we trade Reggie Bullock for another player who's also struggling with the hopes of that he figures it out with Luca. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think I'd rather just I'm I'm never team I'm never tank team tank with uh Luca because the guy, my God, dude. I mean the carry sure. job the other night. Oh my God, like so we we know that we're five hundred team at least and a playing team at least with him. But I I think I'd rather wait until the off season, convey that pick and then get our full, you know, let the season play out find you know, and see, see who's healthy. And, and, and then it's, it's not be so hasty to make this next move right this second. I mean, it's, I don't know, man, but that's all I got, dude. Thanks for, thanks for what you do. See sure. Thanks for coming up. All right. And that's good thoughts about bringing people up on stage because sometimes it is a connectivity issue, which is why I treat to, um, try to um you know give people a chance to come up all right uh let's go with micah hi micah how you doing give micah a second all right micah uh we'll let you try again in a minute here micah's having a lot of connectivity issues when he comes up on stage lately that's okay though krishna what's going on Kirk, how are you I'm good. What are you thinking tonight? Um, good to see the team win a game comfortably. Like you think this team would do that more often, but I'm not going to complain. The fact that the Mavericks at one point had 25 transition points and the Rockets had zero is shocking, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, that's the wildest thing I've seen this year. <laughs> if you told me it was the other way around, I would have believed it, but not this way. Um. I don't really have much to complain. Like, I mean, it was a solid, solid performance. Um, Christian Wood stuff, like, my thing is, whatever you make a decision, it's just, just don't lose him in free agency. Like, if you're going to sign him, sign him. If you're going to trade him, trade him. Like, I just don't, like, like, to me, the worst case scenario is he leaves in free agency. No, like you said, like, where does he go? I, I don't know. I, I, I forget I think Tim Cato was talking about it, or maybe you guys were talking about it, about the, the few options that have cap space. And, and and there's not not really great teams, and and it's tough to see where it goes. But then again, you know, some team will do it. Like I think one of the, one of the teams was Charlotte, and Charlotte is infamous for, you know, not necessarily making the best business decisions. So maybe they do it, but, you know, who, who knows at that point. Um, otherwise, you know, Jaden Hardy, like, look, he's going to struggle. Like, the guy is 20. He's a number 37 or overall pick. Like, the thing about him is he has the upside of a, a first-round pick, but he has all the flaws of a second-round pick. Like, that's why you draft him in the second round, because he has that upside. And 
think the thing that's positive is he goes to the G League and he does well, but he still struggles in the G League. Like you would have seen it firsthand. He can still pass a little, but he's very turnover prone. And and that happens when you're a young player who doesn't have all that experience. But the positive things are you see he takes what he learned from the G League last season and he's putting that to to work now. And I think that's the positive thing. I I, I don't think he's a, re- a ready-made prospect. I don't think anyone thought that. So that that's kind of the first thing. And I think also he's just going to fill out. Like the dude's going to get stronger. He's going to get better at finishing around the rim. And, you know, he's kind of like almost the opposite of Josh Green's problems where Josh Green had all the athletic ability to finish and do everything. I feel like he just didn't have the confidence or the mentality a little bit. And, you know, this is the season where we're seeing that kind of all play out. And Hardy is like the opposite where he just doesn't have, he's not, he doesn't have the athletic ability and he needs to kind of fill out and, and get better with his decision-making, but he has the confidence and the the mentality. So, you know, it'll take time. Like we'll see what happens and he's, he's still exciting, which I think is good, but you know, you, we've talked about it a lot this season. The, this Mavericks team is kind of just swallow swallow your medicine. Um, so, and, and I'm not super high on a trade. Like, who knows what what this trade will be? I mean, last last season, I, I don't think anyone expected the KP trade for Davis and Spencer. And you know, I'm not necessarily looking out for this or that. I, I think personally, in terms of a big star. I don't think it happens this season, especially not during the season, just because of the, you know, you have to get this pick conveyed to the Knicks. And really the only way that's guaranteed is if you clinch the playoffs or, you know, you, you remove the protections, which I just don't think this Mavericks team is going to do that. Um, and, and for me personally, you know, guys I look at to b- put beside Luca, I want someone a little younger than Levine. Like Levine is kind of, Levine is like 27, 28. And, you know, he's had the knee injury issues, which you talked about, very concerning. But to me, like that's that's kind of on the upper echelon limit. Like we forget Luca is 23. Like you want someone who, yes, is, a, is you know, you, you're not going to get someone who's 20, of course, that's a star, but you want someone closer to that age range than closer to 30, which is kind of why I don't think, you know, a DeRozan is necessarily a great fit, though I think, you know, his game would fit. It's just that the contract plus his age is not plus he's a the best thing. Terrible defender. Terrible. Yeah, defender. he's not. He's he's not a good defender. But but that's just who he is. Like he's thirty two. He's not going to change his game, right? Like it's kind of why I've been a little more higher on someone like an OG, who's a lot younger and has playoff experience. For any of this stuff. I I agree. <laughs> the problem is there's no there's no way you're getting assets for someone like OG or Pascal who. I would love, I think they're literally the perfect fit next to Luca. And then like, obviously the, the dream, like the dream for me is like, Ant, but like, you're not getting them out of Minnesota right now. Cause they're not desperate enough. I'll say desperate enough yet, because I think Brian Windhorst had an interesting point. Minnesota is probably going to shop cat at some point, like whether it's this off season or next season, they're going to shop cat. And I don't know who's going to take cat because for, for as much as he wants to claim he's the greatest big man shooting three, he is a, a, a minus on the defensive end. And, you know, the Athletic had this, this these two articles about the best NBA performance of the season and the worst. And Lucas, 
<laughs> Luca's game six and seven versus Phoenix with the quotes of everybody acts tough when they're up was the best. And the worst was cats after saying we're in Minnesota now. So I just don't know how, you know, maybe they get rid of him, but I think more likely you see Ant try to force his way. I don't think, I don't think the Mavericks are going to be able to do anything, but I almost don't want to think so far ahead just because I kind of want to just enjoy this five game I think that's what you do because the season's also going to take a downturn again just because that's how basketball goes. Like we play, Josh and I were talking about this. After the, so they go San Antonio, then they play the Rockets again. Then they play Boston, then they play New Orleans, who who are the two top teams in their respect. I mean, Boston is going to be brutal for one reason, and New Orleans is brutal for just a different reason. I mean, like Zion is unstoppable. Anyone who doubted Zion, like I don't know what you were thinking, dude. Like the guy, he's a generational talent. Also, like I don't know what you were thinking, doubting this guy. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be brutal for sure. Um, I don't know. There's not really much to say. I just found things funny, like Pop. Uh, I think I don't know if it was today yeah, or yesterday. Today. Quoting, like, yeah, quoting. Yeah, we're gonna hold Luca to fifty. I mean, I don't know. That's a funny. I like Pop. I feel kind of, I don't know if I feel bad for him, but it's kind of weird to see him still coaching right now on a pretty horrific Spurs team. Yeah. Um, I don't Got know. Not... Checks. <laughs> I, hey, like, I, good for him. I mean, like, it's weird to think about, like, he's the winningest coach of all time, but, like, he is. I mean, he is for a reason. So, I don't know. There's not much to say. Good Mavs win. That's all. Get ready for Spurs, I guess, and then. I'm going to go to get bed. I'll let other people come up so I, my rambling can stop. All right. Talk soon, buddy. Bye. Uh, let's go with Brandon. How you doing, buddy? Kurt, I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome on. Thank you. Um, I was I was thinking about the game, but you started talking about uh, Christian Wood, and I'm, I'm kind of with you. Um, I wouldn't bring him back. And it's, it's not for talent reasons, but – just for um, – I don't think that um, Dallas – I think they need a, I think they need a guard, um, somebody to play on alongside Luka. And I was thinking about um, – I mean, if, if I had a choice, I would try to go out to Fred Van Bleet. Um, one reason I say that is because uh, to fill that hole that was left when Jalen left. And, and for two, um, Dallas just can't – they can't find that right guard. Spencer's good, but they just can't find that that right guard to, to play alongside Lucas. So, um, to me, I mean, if if I was to go out to Fred, I would I would try to try to do something to make some cap space because they don't have any cap space this year. I would try to move somebody this year. Um, I wouldn't try to move Christian. You can't though without because these players are so. You have to give stuff like positive things away because most of these contracts are negative contracts. Yeah. That's the challenge. That That's the challenge. And that's the, that's and while Reggie was up, I that would, you know, I would think about, you know, Reggie or uh, Maxi when they were up, but kind of like you said before, when they had the opportunity to move Maxi, um, you know, they kind of try to milk him until they couldn't no more. And now it's kind of to the point, like you say, he's kind of a, you know, 30 year old guy that's injured now. And, um, you know, ain't much they could do there. But, I mean, to the – this is probably the first year where Dallas doesn't have just like that – they may have one. I can't think of it. But I, this may be one of the first years where they just don't have like that 
Corey Brewer or Willie Carly Stein type contract that just lingers over their heads and they don't get any type of production. Um, I know they don't get a lot out of JaVale, but they could get something out of him. Production-wise? Well, I mean, he at least play. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, no, he can soak up minutes. It's just once he plays, bad things. He plays bad things, but this thing, I mean, I think like with Corey, I don't even know if he played with the Mavericks, maybe like a couple of minutes, but um, it's it's looking bad. It's looking really bad, cap purgatory for them, but nope. um, that's that's kind of normal, though. It's always bad. I just hope that they don't do some type of knee-jerk reaction like they, you know, they always do. Well, that's the- why the win streak, I think, is is pretty important because I think if they had, let's just say, one half games, I think the pressure rises to do something. And now they have like, you know, a little bit of a win buffer and then they have some built in excuses for some games. If they lose some games where it's, Hey, we got two, two guys who are, who will give us immediate rotation minutes coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I think a lot of what they probably do in all season will rest on how far they make it in the playoffs as well too. Um, Cause it seems like uh, Cuban likes to reward players for uh, kind of showing up, but I don't know, man. It's so early in the it's so early in the season. It's a guessing game, and um, uh, Brad Davis was saying it earlier today about you know the Mavericks being where they are right now. He's like, man, they just gotta you know they gotta handle their business um, and beat the teams they know they can beat. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they beat Houston tonight. Yep. Felt like a trap game. It felt like a trap game. It felt like a trap game, man. And uh, I'm like, man, you can't you can't sleep on teams like Houston. You can't even sleep on San Antonio because you know he's still pop. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they handle these these teams that aren't playing well. But um, if but if I had a choice, I would definitely say somebody like Fred VanVleet or some type of guard to get alongside Luca to to fill that void because um, they just that point guard merry-go-round is is continuous. Yep, really is. Yeah, but that's all I got, Craig. Man, yeah, thanks for coming up again. All right, I sound like I've smoked a pack of Marlboro Reds again. We're at that point in the year where I'm talking too much. Uh, oh, guys, we don't got anybody else waiting. I appreciate you uh, all coming up on stage. Uh, we'll be back here. You know, I'm, I'm. Let's see how the Spurs game goes. Um, if it's a fun game, maybe we'll we'll have a Mavs party, but. If it's not it's New Year's Eve, you guys should do some, you know, do something fun. Otherwise, maybe I'll host something for 20 minutes and we'll hang out. So let's just kind of play it by ear. Look for your notifications. It's an early game on Saturday, 6 p.m. Thank goodness. Um, thanks for hanging out with me and, you know, stop by MavsMoneyBall.com and read our stuff. We'll be, uh, we'll have plenty of things up. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Bye, guys. <laughs>